The third commandment is well known, but not well understood. It begins, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, which most people, Christians included, take to mean don't curse using the Lord's name. And some might also include don't swear falsely using the Lord's name. But that, while included, is only a very small part of what the third commandment is about. What the third commandment is really about is bearing the Lord's name as one of his children and displaying the Lord's name in your whole life in a way that is not shallow, inconsequential, or hypocritical. When the commandment says, you shall not take, the verb take actually means to lift, bear, or carry. Thus, you shall not bear or carry the name of the Lord your God in vain. What is being evoked here theologically is that God's people bear his name, for they are called by his name. In Deuteronomy 28.9, it says that the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. So we bear the Lord's name and carry it wherever we go and whatever we do. What exactly is meant by the Lord's name? It means much more than letters or sounds put together to form a word symbol. In Psalm 74, the temple sanctuary is called the dwelling place of God's name. Of course, when we look at what actually dwelt in the sanctuary, it was God's presence and glory, as signified by the pillar of cloud and fire. Thus, God's name is very closely associated with his manifest presence and glory. This makes sense, for God's name is God's revelation of himself, and so is his manifest presence and glory. And the one who is particularly associated with God's name, his presence, and his glory is the second person of the Holy Trinity, God the Son, God the Word. It is the Son, the living Word, the Word made flesh, who perfectly reveals God. And in the New Testament, for example, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and Hebrews chapter 12, we are told that it was specifically God the Son, the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, who appeared to Moses on Mount Sinai, who gave him the law, including the third commandment, and who led the children of Israel through the wilderness, feeding them with manna from heaven and living water from the rock. The pre-incarnate Jesus was specifically the manifestation of God's name and presence in the Old Testament, and then again preeminently as God incarnate, the God-man, in the New Testament. This is signified shortly after the birth of Jesus, when the glory cloud, the pillar of fire, also known as the Star of Jerusalem, led the wise men away from Jerusalem's temple and to Bethlehem and stood over the house where Jesus was. The message was clear. Jesus is the temple. Jesus is where God's name and God's presence and God's glory dwell. And the New Testament tells us that this truth extends to all of God's people, for the Holy Spirit dwells in each of us and makes us a temple of living stones. So through the work of Christ and by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we are where God's name dwells. We bear the name of God, we carry the name of God with us, 
his manifest presence, and his glory. Now, the third commandment tells us that we must not bear or carry God's name, his presence, his glory, in vain. And the word vain means empty. So putting it all together, it tells us that we shall not bear or carry the presence and glory of the Lord our God in an empty way. As a Christian, you have no choice but to bear and to carry God's name. The only question is what do you say about God in the way that you bear and carry his name? The way that you bear and carry his name shows the world what you really think about God. It shows your true theology. There are two ways of bearing a false testimony about God in the way that we bear his name, and both of these are connotations of the word vain or empty. One is that you bear his name in a shallow, inconsequential way. Bearing his name just doesn't make any real difference in your life. There's nothing different about your life that would show that you really are a Christian, that you really are a child of God, and that that fact is the controlling reality of your life and indeed of the world. The second is that you bear his name in an openly contradictory way. You, the way you treat others when you think no one is looking, the way you treat your loved ones or your family members when you think no one is looking or listening, the way you conduct your business dealings when you don't think anybody important is looking, and so forth. If your life, when people get an inside glimpse of who you really are, makes them say, well, if that is a Christian, I don't want to be one. Or if he or she is a child of God, I don't want anything to do with that God. That is what the Bible calls causing unbelievers to blaspheme God. And that is bearing the Lord's name in an openly contradictory way. All of this, bearing the Lord's name in a shallow, inconsequential way, and bearing his name in an openly contradictory way, is what the Bible calls hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is what the third commandment forbids. Hypocrisy, bearing the Lord's name in an empty way, was one of the main sins of the religious leaders during Jesus' earthly ministry. And one of Jesus' main themes in the Sermon on the Mount is that we, as his, as his disciples, must not be that way. For God will not hold us guiltly, guiltless if we bear his name in an empty way.